Hello, junkies, crackheads, stoners, pill poppers, booze bags, coke fiends, ravers, rockers, hippies, hobos, potheads, wasteoids, losers, hipsters, racists, therapists, professors, homophobes, flaming homosexuals, big book thumpers, 12-steppers, hypnotists, skinheads, Mormons, Jews, agnostics, Eskimos, and any and all other members of the Dopey Nation. Welcome to Dopey, the podcast on drug addiction and dumb shit. And here's Dave and Chris. Okay. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Ben. <laughs> Welcome to Dopey. <laughs> this is a very going to be a very crazy episode of Dopey because we're at my dad's house and my dad's not here. Sorry, Dad. I'm happy you're not here. Yeah. Oh, that's mean, isn't it? No, it's fine. My dad is in Spain, jet setting, but Lord knows he'll be listening to the episode. And uh, he's wasting your inheritance. Well, okay. <laughs> Todd is here still. Bluff, bluff. And Jim, my one of my oldest and best, my one of my best friends, is here. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. I was worried we were going to wake Alan up. Okay. I mean, for that he would have loved if you were here. He would have. I, 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 I would have loved to see. He him. never goes to bed when we're recording, too. He's always coming in here for something. He has something to say. <laughs> and he like, he's like just walking by, but he knows everything we've been talking about. <laughs> but he'll also be like, I, by the way, I need to say, and I'll close the door. <laughs> close the door. And, and but also, if, if Todd was here, my dad was here, my dad would be like, Oh Todd, how you doing? You know he would be. He, my dad is has, is convinced that that Artie Lang is like you. He's like, I don't know about this Artie Lang. He's got he's just like Todd. Oh he's got the God. same problems as Todd. It's like Dad, Artie Lang is a multi millionaire yeah, living in a penthouse. One. Todd is not. Not even close. Not even close. So uh, we're back recording Dopey. And I, I got nothing. Here, Jim's here. Jim is a longtime dopey listener. We were just checking our statistics, and our downloads are paltry from Russia. But we have 445. At sure least 100 of them are me. From Jim. Jim is a, uh, take it away, he's a Russian sculptor. Jim <laughs> is one of those kinds of people who's basically very good at everything he does. Just shut up. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Don't um, be patient. This is, this is our, been our, been our dynamic for when we were when we were in, years. when we were in high school. He was this uh, pseudo math prodigy to, to play guitar. He plays fucking Stevie oh Ray God. Vaughan. And he stipples like a pro. He can do bowls <laughs> okay. and stuff. And then he decided he was going to be pre med. Uh, but then he didn't like the MCAT, and then he realized that he could be an artist, and he started sculpting. And then all of a sudden, he was sculpting heads and full figures in Russia, and now he's here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be back. I, yeah, I, I, so I've been in Russia on and off for the last 15 years, and the last year and a half, I, this podcast has been one of my only English-speaking experiences awesome. on a daily basis. Are you listening to any Russian podcasts? No. Do you dream in Russian or English? Well, in the in the beginning, I was dreaming in very broken Russian, where all the characters were like desperately trying to communicate with each other, (laughs) very limited vocabulary. But that was when my the first four years I was with my wife, now girlfriend at the time. She didn't speak any English to me, so I tried harder then. Now she speaks English better than I speak Russian. Okay, there you go. Cool. I wish I had some of those 
in Russia. Remember those things? In Soviet Russia. <laughs> Russia television watches you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I must break you. So, um, so Jim is a childhood friend. Yeah, of we've, Dave. Been, we've been friends since I think we were like twelve or thirteen. I, like I will that. say thirteen or fourteen, like eighth grade. Goes back even before Todd. Way oh, yeah. before Way Todd. Before. Yeah. yeah, before I went bad. Did you throw That's, shit off the roof here ever? Or? Yes, we threw the. Um, it was an old Chewbacca. The Emperor's Royal Guard. No, it was Chewbacca. I'm no, you. Chewbacca. I microwaved. Uh, yes, you microwaved it. It turned into a whistle. Yes, weirdly <laughs> <It's already laughs> And then we put a we you, you put a parachute on it. We threw it out the window, and it hung from the tree. No, for it was like the 10 Emperor, years. Emperor's Royal Guard hung from the tree. You can ask anybody. But still, the Chewbacca whistle <laughs> happened here too. What we did was, what we did was, we, I, my mother had these plates that were gold banded, and so what we would do is, I would pretend I was torturing Chewbacca. I would lay him out on the gold banded plate and put him in, in the, the microwave, microwave, and it would look like see the, the emperor was throwing lightning bolts at him, and it was uh, it was very exciting. And I was like. I think it was before I ever did any drugs. I was a, I was a total innocent, but I had all of the characteristics the of isms. an addict. So this uh, is yeah. Before we started the podcast, I I said that I think that it's possible that I am the one who introduced Dave to to drugs. And it, well, I, I know I introduced you to the Beatles. Right, that's true. But you were also. Um, Jim was my first friend who took drugs. Jim was my first friend who smoked weed. Oh. He's, his mother was like this crazy pothead. She hasn't smoked in like 15 years. Now she's wow. just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, his mother is a character. His mother is, is like... Uh, she is quite a character. She's, uh, she wasn't a hippie, but wishes she was. She like wears all these scarves and long skirts. And she's a... Uh, very flowy. She's a doctorate who went to Princeton. And she, her study was on... Um, Parapsychology. 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 She wow. she and she started the uh, Society for Parapsychological Research. Everything. Everything is that like LSD else. and stuff? Or <laughs> they do all that. Stuff. Everything he said is is like there's, there's some true. truth, but he's got it. She didn't go to Princeton. She went to Barnard and then uh, CUNY. There's no Princeton. My father went to Princeton. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, she. You know the movie Ghostbusters? Yeah. She was what Bill Murray was. With Dan Aykroyd. No, but she so knows, Bill Murray was the paragon. She knows Dan Aykroyd, and he did his research at her nonprofit well, for oh. the movie. Like, the, oh, okay, okay. The, the woman, the, uh, the what's her? The, the woman in the movie who's like, we got one. Do you remember yeah, this? yeah, 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 yeah. She was Potts. a real. She was Annie a real. Potts. Yeah, she. Her character was based on the secretary at my mother's nonprofit. No that shit. Is so cool. That stuff is so interesting. But also, if you go to the, we would go, we would go over there to do like weird jobs, like set up mailings there, and it's like these old library and, and on the upper west side. Crazy old books. It's a beautiful building. It's yeah. a crazy place. But Jim's mom is crazier than that place. She has she has possibly she has hoarding issues. Nancy, I hope you're not listening to this episode. Don't tell her you're on the show. Please. <laughs> you can't now. You better don't apologize. Tell her. She doesn't because I want. I have a lot of shtick to do. I don't want to. I don't. I don't think she's gonna. She's, she's never listened to a podcast. She doesn't know how to do that. It's, she, she could figure it out, but she's such a character. She lives in this gigantic apartment on it the does. Upper West Side where Jim grew up, and it's just like it's like 
hoarder meets bric-a-brac meets a Tiffany lamp store. She's like, oh, I like this lamp. I think I'll get seven and put them all on this table. She's like, I like cats. I'm going to get Abyssinians and breed ten generations of them. They all died, by the way. I know. But now there's a new generation. I was just there. Yeah. She goes, Davey, do you remember Layla or Tasha? And she would, she would, and she would, she would, she have a, when I was there when I was a kid, there would be a bird in the kitchen, and the kitchen was fucking bad place to go. It was like hoarder kitchen for yeah. the house. The sink it's better now. The but. sink would always be like high with dishes, and behind the sink, high with dishes, was this 50 year old bird that she had emancipated from a Mexican whorehouse. Wait, in legit the 70s. 50 years old? Yeah. Maybe older. Yeah, they, they live. They live. Like I know some of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so and I was scared of everything as a kid, and and I would stay at Jim's house, and I'd wake up in the morning, and I'd be like. I want to get some water. And, <laughs> I, I, and I'd walk in the kitchen. No, but the bird would say a few things, but one of the only things it would say is, all hail, all hail. And you don't know why it said all hail. It go, pretty bird, all hail. And he's terrified of this bird. It's so um, And Nancy smoked weed then. And and Jim, but, but, you, but you know what? You know she she did a weird thing with smoking, or else I was so young I didn't really understand what she was doing. She had uh, like a sifter, like a a, colander. Str- a, strain, a colander, a strainer, a metal strainer. You know the old, old school yeah, ones. Yeah. And she would take her weed and would kind of grind to get the seeds out. That's seeds brilliant. Out. That's what I so. But I didn't understand that. Yeah. I thought that she was. Literally grinding the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't understand much about weed. So I would just go in there and like take the seeds yeah. and grind the seeds. Yeah. And smoke that. Smoke the oh seed. my god! I still get a little high. It's harsh. There's gotta be some traces. He's lucky he was able to have children. Yeah. Nice oh, isn't that the thing? That's the wise thing. Yeah. 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 I haven't heard that in twenty years. Yeah, I don't smoke the seeds. Make sterile. I can even imagine. I'm like, I don't want to be sterile. I, can't. Can't <laughs> I can imagine the taste of a seed that oh. I'm smoking and thinking I'm going to be sterile. Yeah. Like all that's just coming into my mind that, and the seed popping and the bone. How about that old school grinding? Though? That's brilliant to get rid of the seed. She was a very old school lady. The seeds aren't an issue anymore. No. I phased out no, like after high school and college. So I watched her, you know, smoke joints every night my whole childhood. And then when I was in college, at some, I mean, she knew I smoked. We never smoked together. Yeah. And I remember I came back from college and there was some night where she was on the phone with one of her friends and she was rolling a joint. Yeah. And it and I I was at this point so used to like just taking a joint from a friend. Yeah. It seemed weird not to. <laughs> and so you just did it? And so I just did it. I just yeah. I just took it and, and so I started I she was like, Oh yeah, sure here. Yeah. And so and she kept talking to her friend, like yeah. no 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 thing and, yeah. I, and I, I was smoking and it started canoeing. Yeah. And she kinda like said, Hold on and she like took it as it it felt like she was You were a child you were as a, a child. child. <laughs> and she was like what like took her you know, spit, <laughs> spit on her like wiping my mouth. She taps you on the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was probably the, the most disciplined she ever was with you when her joint was canoeing. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Jim Jim started smoking weed, and I and I hadn't done, I, but I had these weird pre addictive 
things like we would be in this kitchen and I'd be like hey Jim look how crazy I am and I would like take plates out and I'd start throwing them around <laughs> and they'd all break <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd lie yeah you taught me to lie basically yeah. I, I you I feel like every time we, we'd come home early here yeah and then or, or we come home late or something no matter what his parents would be angry about something when he got home usually your mother yeah and you always when my father yeah you, he would and and you would lie to her about what we were doing, even if we weren't doing anything wrong. <laughs> just to like, keep her guessing. Just so that That's not what it was. I thought so that when she were lying, it wouldn't sound so. So crazy. this is thirty years ago in this yes. kitchen. In this yeah. kitchen, yes. Well, yes. what it was is this: my mother was a very particular person. Okay, yeah. and um, and and she would react horribly to nine things out of ten. Yeah. So I figured if I wanted to tell a story where she didn't react, I just couldn't say those nine things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did like, you ever find the one thing? Well, it's like we would take the bu- we would take the subway, but I would tell her we took the bus to Fifth yeah. Avenue. Yeah. And then, why is, why is that better? You yeah. know, because because to her that was their thing. And then like the and then, then we, the, the route, I would have to come up with the route. And then if we played video games, I, w- I would not be able to say that we had stopped. To play. There was just like a million things I would have to. <laughs> Like basically invent my reality to suit because I didn't want to hear her shit, which was a muscle that you were able to use later on in life. And it was crazy for me because I had a way too close relationship with my mother. I told her everything. It was like the it was opposite. Al- yeah. Always the truth. And yeah, yeah. It was. It was. My house was the place that people would come to when they had done too many drugs. Because it was because my mother, and there my was mother no, would just say, like, yeah. "Okay, what do you want? Yeah, what kind of music do you like? Yeah, do you like to eat? Yeah." But her and his, but his mother like would go on and on about my mother and like how crazy my mother was and I'm like I'm like Nancy you've got a 60 year old Nazi bird in the kitchen and you're talking about my mother um, but no, she was I, right and I learned from your mother like, all, a lot was, all, was all hail a German reference no. I don't... No, no. He spoke Spanish more. He didn't speak Spanish well He either. did. No, no. He would say, perico, pero... He would say... Like, he would say, like, like, like uh, homophobic. Ugly. No, he just... Medicon. He would say, uh, ugly bird, stupid bird, and little bird in Spanish, because that's what they called him. They, it was a sad story. They killed his mother, ripped him from the tree, he was missing a claw. Oh, to get him or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And then sold him to the gringos. <laughs> my, my mother and my father. Yeah. He was a, a, he was a scary, scary animal. No, but, but coming here was like normalcy for me. You know, it was like your mother would, you know, fold things and iron. Like, I, I had never seen an ironing board. But know? we'd also <laughs> eat at the table. We'd eat at the table. <laughs> like, like, at Jim's house, <laughs> Jim's house, we'd be like, what do you guys want to watch? She'd put on a movie and we'd all sit on the floor and eat and watch yeah. TV. And like, and my Jim would come here craving family. Yeah. He'd be like, and, and, and my mom would be like, so Jim. You know, and she would just like walk him through like middle class Jewish world. And, and like, and Jim loved it. I learned how to uh, get judge people. And, <laughs> and, 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 and get creases out of clothes by hanging them in, the, in your little bathroom and turning the hot water on. Yeah, for while a you long shower. Time. Yeah. She's yeah. a very yeah. practical woman. Yeah. Wait, so why do you feel responsible for Dave's addiction? I'm because I'm pretty sure I was, I gave you your first joint. No, because really? I thought when Jim smoked weed, I thought he was like he was you, wrong. Yeah, you told me I was like, bad. Yeah, you're a high yeah. road. Oh yeah. yeah, big time. And he was <laughs> right. I mean, he, he well, was I was. He was so wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was. I was. I was at like camp when Jim would write me these letters about the adventures he was having in the city with John Wetterow and these oh, people, these, yeah. these the characters from our childhood. 
And I was like, I can't believe you. I was like, I had this ideal of being an innocent, like of being childlike, of not drinking or smoking or doing drugs and like anything like that in my mind was posturing. Yeah. And if you did that, you were going to you were going to go against who you actually were. Yeah. And I was just scared of everything. Yeah. You know, but in my head it was like you're not going to be yourself. You're trying to be like them. That's yeah. how I felt about it when I was a kid. And then we didn't I didn't smoke pot with you the first time though. I remember I was at a it was after that I went to a summer camp and at the end of the summer camp I got so drunk with these English uh kitchen staff I You've got told this story. yeah I, I got so sick that and Robbie had to hold me up yeah. for the night and and I was throwing <coughs> up on myself and I was oh, like oh that's when you had like the 12 screwdrivers or, or more yeah. yeah and I was like and I was like I can't drink and, and I knew I couldn't drink and every time I would try to drink I would get sick and it was at a cast party for some play in our high school we did we did theater construction yeah we'd build party. sets in the place yeah. and there was some cast party and I couldn't drink and I was so tired of being like the depressed character at the party who <laughs> yeah. couldn't have fun yeah. I was like I'm just going to try smoking weed yeah. and I just acted like I was drunk yeah. and I'd be high <laughs> and I was like this yeah. this makes me feel part of it yeah like I can I can have fun yeah you know yeah. and that was that was it you know for that um and for, for me, weed was always wrapped up in my mother. It was always this, like, kind of, like, warm cocoon kind of feeling. Yeah. Still? Although, do you still smoke? No, I haven't for many. Well, I actually did a little bit because my wife had a terrible, terrible pregnancy. Yeah. She was vomiting for the whole nine months. Both, yeah. Both pregnancies. Yeah. And my mother was begging my wife to, to either, at least drink marijuana tea or yeah. something. To, right. Yeah. But she wouldn't do it because she was afraid it was going to affect the baby. Yeah. But she ended up taking all these like pretty serious drugs to try to. Like, Did your mom smoke weed yeah. when you were in her? In her? Hell yeah! Which is probably why I have a terrible memory and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very slow at almost everything I do. I mean, you know, I don't know. Um, to name just a few of the things. <laughs> um, but then the, the second one, she was hoping her pregnancy would be better, and it was worse, yeah. way worse. Like, we yeah. were in Russia, and yeah. we didn't want to do the same drugs, and yeah. so. We tried one of the what this thing that you the vape thing the vape yeah thing. yeah and it, it worked or it, it, it took the edge off. We she ended up having to do more much more serious. Yeah. She had to do um, they had to clean her blood. She had oh, to have uh, like put in the machine and built but yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. but made her much sicker oh. at first, but then better. Oh, wow. But anyway, but that's the last time you smoked. Was that? that was a little bit with her to make her feel a little. But we have a three year old, so we couldn't really. It yeah. was like she would be at school. We'd kind of time it so we would come down by the time she got back yeah but by the time yeah. by the there was time no pink floyd and it was but by the time i was smoking weed every day jim was like done he was like you you were not by the time i was smoking weed you were like it would like fuck you up yeah well i can't even remember because we kind of lost touch for like no, I'm talking years. about even when I we we lived together on the Lower East Side. No, I was smoking a lot then. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, just stoners trying to talk about still, 20 still, years. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we threw uh, one of my favorite stories is back then uh, for graduate. We were talking about this recently. For graduation, we threw a party at Jim's mother's oh, house. God. And normally, you throw a party and the parents are out of town. Jim was like, Mom, you just stay in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we got rid of everything else in the house. Yeah. This is a, like a hoarder's nightmare. We, she was gone for the day. Yeah. 
and we just cleared. You didn't everything. tell her before. Or, oh my god! What did she do when she came home? She freaked out. <laughs> freaked. And you're like, okay, mom, just go into your room. And get hot. <laughs> We're gonna have a party. And we had this crazy party, like where like literally a hundred kids went to this apartment wow. yeah. on the Upper West Side. Wow. And um, and and on my end, it was very much a dopey story because John, this guy John Wetterow, was selling acid. I, his last name. I don't care. Yeah. He was selling acid, <laughs> and um, I didn't know this story. So like, and uh, and I was like, he was like, David, if you sell acid for me, I'll, I'll give you a few doses. And I was like, all right, I'll yeah, do it. Yeah. And uh, so he gives me the acid, and I took a few doses, and like, and I just tripped crazy and sold acid the whole night. And some dude comes up to me, and he's like, Davey, do I look weird? And I punch <laughs> him in the face. Yeah, I remember that. And, <laughs> and, um, and, and then, like, and I'm just bugging out at the party, like, tripping, and I'm in high, in high school. And then, um, and then, like, and then I feel, like, real romantic, like, like I'm cool and yeah, the yeah. acid's hitting me and yeah. it's this big party and I go downstairs and John was this punk rock weirdo guy he would like dress like uh, Johnny Rotten and he had like red dyed hair and he'd wear like punk rock suits like full suits and I remember I was sitting on 99th street and tripping and John comes walking down walking up to me and I was I, like he had his red hair was glowing in the street I was like he's the fucking devil yeah. to collect his money <laughs> from me but it was like it was like a real pre-drug addict trip yeah. as a kid you yeah, know? yeah yeah it was it was like that but then um i went up becoming a heroin addict and jim didn't <laughs> i don't, I don't <laughs> think i uh, did you ever try it heroin yeah with you where over there on 24th street <laughs> um we were at some party did you feel it or was it itchy i just no i just made me nauseous yeah and i was like that's my least favorite feeling in the world i'm yeah. a big food person and i like, why would you, do more? Why would you ever do this? <laughs> I never wanted to do it again. I don't know. My thing was, I mean, I, I, I tripped way too much. That was my my problem. So, yeah, what did you, don't you have some LSD oh, story yeah, so or something? Oh, yeah, so wanted to tell me this story. So, yeah, there's, there's sort of a series of these, but... Um, Jim Jim lost his mind to psychedelics. I, I can think of that California story when you were tripping on that road uh, on the coast. Uh, I <laughs> but tell this story because it's funny. Well, they were all connected, unfortunately. I mean, I, I think it, I guess they're flashbacks. It's, to, it's this, yeah. to this day, HPPD. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm like very deep. What is this stand for again? Hallucinogen persisting perceptual disorder. Yeah, it's a perception. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it changes my. Like, what starts to happen is if I'm very tired, you know, if I'm fatigued in some way, yeah, or haven't slept in a long time, I'll suddenly notice that I'm starting to associate. Like my field of vision, yeah, change how I'm perceiving it changes. All of a sudden, like everything that's black, yeah, in my field of vision suddenly has a, uh, some connection. Yeah, as people and, always think it's like a full blown. Ad- it's not. It's not like you're going back in a full blown trip. No, it's just like you're a little off sometimes. There's a, there's and some a, people have it worse than others. But I'll notice it's coming. Yeah, and, and I I have to like take care of myself. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but th- but this story. Well, which one are we talking about? New Year's? Yeah. <laughs> so I made the mistake of... I was... I was. Big. I bought a ton of mushrooms. Yeah. And there was a ton of us. And uh, and Jim... We were, me and Jim were sharing an apartment on the Lower East Side. And... Uh, Where, how old are you guys? We were 20. 20s. 20, 20, yeah. 21. Is this after SUNY? Yeah. Okay. And... Um, we're still in college, though. No, it was it was after we graduated. It was the year we graduated. We went to that apartment. We um, we rented this big apartment on really? Norfolk Street. I really? We're, the, we're already in this apartment? 
yeah. doing this story? Yeah. Because why else would we uh, we'd be on the Lower East Side and you'd be on your mom's? Um, we were we had all these mushrooms and Jim stupidly because this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff Jim used to do. Yeah. He would be like, I'm just gonna go home and. You guys just eat the mushrooms down there, and I'm gonna eat it at my mom's. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not the right. That's not the way to say it. No, I, I was. I was uptown. I don't know why I had. No, we were all together, and you said I have to just do this one thing, and then I'll be back. Well, I, I, the problem was my girlfriend, who was in Turkey at the time, called me right after I ate them. Yeah, and this was like. Pre, pre cell phone, yeah. And like a call is like a thing, yeah. yeah. From another country, <laughs> yeah. And so, and we talked for way too long, yeah. Like you know, I I had just eaten them, and if I had left when I was planning to, right then, yeah. I would have it been tripping worked. the second you got back. Yeah, it would have worked out, but but I talked with her for like forty five minutes, yeah. And that was a mistake, big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Then I got on the subway, yeah, and then they hit. Oh my god, that must have been horrible. And it was New Year's Eve. And oh. I and I got off at Grand Central. Stupid! Yeah. Cause I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what was happening anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was the there was like a, it had turned into a ballroom. Yeah. And people were all dressed <laughs> up and dancing. I think it actually was. It really was a ballroom. It was a ballroom. Yeah. New Year's Eve dance or something. Yeah. Um, so that didn't help. And then. Uh, I'm gonna. You know, I need some some help remembering all this stuff. I, I kept like the whole thing for me was a search because I was trying to get to them to the Lower East Side. But it had. But it became much bigger. The search for <laughs> anyway. And I started like having this big, you know, talking to God. I was having this long conversation with God about something or other, <laughs> and He was answering me through strangers. Oh like strangers were. He was working through people. <laughs> but they were literally. I was seeing them stop in the street. And answer my question. Were they actually talking to you? Yes. Or is this a hallucination? It was, I guess it was hallucination. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably saying something. They were probably saying something. I was hearing yeah. something else. Yeah. You know. Um, like, sir, do you want me to call you an ambulance? <laughs> like, uh, no. And I, I thought he was saying. <laughs> like, can you give me 25 cents? There's like, Jim, yes. <laughs> Go down this street and eat I, I remember. I remember three women all stopping and turning me and saying, why do you think we're all wearing the same color? <laughs> wow. That's weird, dude. Anyway. But I'm sure there was some dumb no. real thing attached to it. I'm sure like... Maybe you were like, just like... So yeah. like yeah. And they were like dressed <laughs> up. Adam, and like, they were like being annoying yeah. New York ladies. <laughs> but then I, it, and then I did some bad... I, I was in a pizza place and I tried This to, is the most important part of the story. The pizza place? This was? is my... Was, for some reason... I don't remember what happened, but it cracked me up so much. I, well, first I tried to lie down on the counter. At the pizza place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was you know, where the pizzas like where are. The- <laughs> <laughs> Just, I was tired. Yeah. And then there was a, I don't know what they were doing out this late, but there was a, a young couple with a baby. <laughs> and I was just totally enamored of this baby. <laughs> and I went up and I, I just was making eyes. At, well, I kind of do that anyway in life, yeah. but I like children. But I... I I was making eyes at the baby, and these—they didn't like me. Yeah, my parents. They had a big Pokemon eyes too. And so I—I uh, I think I tried to take the baby. I like hold the baby. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hold the baby, oh and, uh, and I went to do that. I think I, I might have asked yeah. or said something. Uh, that I baby. <laughs> and then the next yeah. thing I knew, uh, the guy had punched me real hard in the face, and oh, I was down God. on the ground. And uh, and uh, I mean it wasn't that bad. That's a bad trip, though. It's it wasn't like getting good, punched good in the face while tripping. He had that. a series of very bad trips. And then when then I I'm trying to, was this the one where I I thought that I was a black woman 
That wasn't even you. No, no, the Robbie did the same thing. Oh yeah, we yeah. both did that. I had there was this whole thing where I thought I was a I, I thought I, like it was an older life and I had was coming back. It was it was coming Whoa. back. You're experiencing your rebirth. I, something <laughs> your like previous that. birth. Yeah, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. Man, oh, okay. Crazy. Oh, now I'm remembering this. The, this terrible. Let's go to the terrible thing. So um, before this trip, I was in California, not with people I knew very well. And I, I'm not like a raver, but these, these guys went to raves. Yeah. And so they took me out to the woods somewhere and there were all these black lights. It was dark. Yeah. It was terrifying to me. Yeah. I felt very unsafe. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I thought the way to solve that problem was to drop three big doses oh. of liquid acid on yeah. my tongue. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> I did that and, and and so I was convinced that I had died, that this was hell, oh, and that I was going to be here forever. And this was like punishment for all kinds of stuff that I had done. Oh, my God. And, um, and then throughout the night, like, the, the guy I was with slowly realized that I was... Not doing well. I was not doing well. And he, was yeah. to, and he didn't know me that well, which was worse. Yeah. And then he was going to take care of me. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And, and so, and we're, like, not in a house or anything. We're yeah. out, like, we're off... Like in an illegal space on the side of a highway, it was horrible. (laughs) And so eventually, I remember it got light out, and and I ran away from him, like down the highway. (laughs) And they had to chase after me and get me back, and they got me into the car. Yeah. And then at some, and then we're driving home, and I took a huge crap in the, <laughs> in the car. And as in I, your pants? Yes, in my pants. And Do you I, remember that? Yes. Was it like a conscious decision or was it like uncontrolled? You don't understand. It was like a religious thing in my head. <laughs> no, I've, and I I pissed my pants while tripping. Oh, I just that, knowingly. Like, I had, and like, yes. I, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I had. Yeah. I did that, I think, when I was on the Dude, highway. shitting yourself is way different. I needed to know if it was like a decision or if it was like an accident. It was, it was a decision. To do that. But as I did it, and I believe what I was saying, I screamed the words, I'm birthing all of you. <laughs> oh my god. And I remember the look in this guy's face like our friendship oh ended god. a long time ago. But, but I'm gonna make sure you don't die tonight. Did you, did you see these people like after that? Did they like was there like a next day or next week deal with like dude you were oh, so wait, fucked wait, up wait, like you got the shit out of your pants. Yeah, what did you do? Did you pull so, over? So was no. it like a full on shit or was it, was it like a, a shark? Like it was a real poop. Full on, real full on. And and so we had to drive a long. Why did you want him to tell this story? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a long drive. Yeah. After that, yeah. So we were all. They were. All, I remember they were all like this, <laughs> stuck oh in, inside of, of the back they didn't of the car. Stop the car and get rid of the shit. I don't think they did. Yeah. I don't think they were all. Fucked <laughs> They're probably up too. scared you're gonna run away. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, they just get this crazy motherfucker into <laughs> somewhere where he's not gonna die. Yeah. And then de- Oh and so, uh, they, yeah, we drove back. I and they, yeah, they took me. I remember him getting a stick. Yeah. To I was like a baby. Yeah. They, like they had to change me. Basically, <laughs> I remember getting a stick to take my underwear off. That's so <laughs> changing the way Dave sees me. He doesn't know what to do. No, no, that's no. Wow. I, I, I just, I, I just can't imagine like it was bad dealing with with shit. <laughs> 
outside of a toilet bowl tripping. It just seems like a lot to deal with. That's horrible. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. It seems like the most unpsychedelic thing in the history of the world is that's, shit. I mean, I've had bad trips, but it's mostly just like, I shouldn't do drugs. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. But like, this is like, that's next level stuff. Yeah, yeah it was very... And it, it definitely, like, it altered... I, I became very paranoid for like... For years, honestly, yeah. After that trip. Yeah. Dude, yeah. my friend in uh, high school, he was like a kind of a shitty student and he dropped a ton of LSD and he got super anxious and paranoid after, but he became a straight A student. Because he didn't want to <laughs> I guess he like channeled his anxiety into like well, academics. I think, that, I think that experience really changed you. And I think that, uh, yeah, yeah, that you... That's what you credit the HPPD, the flashbacks associated that with that beginning. time, maybe? That, that, that experience, because it, it was, a I think, a really large dose. Dude, and it's like just it's so it's like all hallucinogenics are so dependent on like they call it set and setting. Yes. So it's your mindset and where you are. And this before you dropped it, that was like the worst scenario. Like you're yeah. already nervous and this shit. He's like not with people. There's a trust. recipe for disaster. Oh yeah. And I'm from like the I'm a little bit like Dave in that I'm kind of a homebody. Yeah. I like I'm from here. Well, I mean, I lived in this. Uh, first of all, I don't know if this is something that you guys might be able to relate to, but like I you know spent most of my childhood in Boston. And I get much more nervous in like the middle of the woods, yeah. or something like that, or big empty, empty yeah. places. Like yeah. there's even now there's a little anxiety. I could be in like a kind of a shittier area in the city, and like that doesn't bother me nearly as much. Because you being, can like, see everything. Well, in no, front but of if you, you know, take you a country bumpkin and yeah. you transport them there, they're terrified. You, you know what to expect. Yeah, <laughs> you know what the da- what dangers are. Yeah, so I think there's going to be like squirrels or bears. But the issue, the issue with Jim's story is. He's he's someplace where he shouldn't be even before he takes anything. He's like, I'm in the scary, tripping, full moon party. He's Why like, don't I drop like, acid? Yeah, what do I do to, to feel safe? How do I take the most paranoia and losing sub- substance ever and, and do it? Oh, my God. Wait, so what did you say again? Sorry, I'm birthing all of you? Yeah. It was like a, it was like a Winnebago or something. Yeah. We were all in the back of this car and there were a bunch of people. And I really believe, like this, it made sense to me. Yeah, I thought that there was. You I were was, thinking too hard, and you scared <laughs> them. You scared them with your evil thoughts. Wow. I think then I also was talking in this like old Southern black woman. Oh, I, I believed I was this person, <laughs> oh, and I was God. telling everyone their business and like being very controlling, and it, which is not the me. fuck. That's up intense, thing. dude. That's it, intense. It's within a year of this story. We're tripping with another lifelong friend yeah. in the park, and he became a black woman, and it was insanity. Like if if I could get anyone to tell that story, it wasn't a joke. Like he was, dude. Really it changed. was the craziest thing I've ever <laughs> fucking seen in my life. And I've been to countless public detoxes. Yeah. <laughs> it was my friend in 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 Central Park transformed into a black woman. The Filipino heterosexual male yeah. transformed into a black woman, yelling at Ryan at, at Ryan in, in the park, like. With these movements and this voice and like yeah, and I like remember my neck, like in this thing I can't do. It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's it might terrible. have been terrible. If I had seen you do it, I don't know. If I had seen you do it, I, I would have just like smacked you. I'd be like, stop it right now. And with Robbie, I had to. T- I took him away from there. I was like, yeah. Because like every everybody was, everybody was freaking out because he was so. Like, <laughs> I took him into a store. Like I got him something to drink. I was like. Because he lost himself. He got lost in the moment. He scared His the ego dissolves. Dissolve. Yeah. Yes. 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 Ego's gone. That's, that's, that's a lot of what happened. Yeah. And that's like for years it was a problem. People seek me. that. People seek that out. Do you have an email? 
There's so many, but I mean, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I could find one, but email. You know, I was. This is one. I don't know why this is one of my favorite tripping stories, and it's like I have so many more wild ones, but like, I just got obsessed once with the phrase. Obviously, I'll be asleep. Those two phrases. I was like, they're the same thing. And I just kept saying, obviously, I'll be asleep over and over and over for hours. I'm sometimes with my kid. Obviously, I'll be asleep. And then she'll say, like, I'm sitting there and she'll be like, hey, daddy. I'll be like, obviously, I'll be asleep. And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, nothing. (laughs) But that pops in my head all the time. I say it to Nora. And she's like, what are you talking about? nothing because I think she'll think it's interesting because the yeah. but she doesn't think it's interesting no I think you need LSD for that obviously I'll be asleep I kind of feel like some like kids are in a way always on LSD no that's what I always think and that like kind of, I think like we're their, their perception is especially little babies I mean two months totally I actually really think that there's something to that because what I was talking about with this visual perception yeah when babies are learning how to like understand what yeah. they're seeing they at the in the beginning you know they're not perce- they don't know anything they're not perceiving faces as connected to people or yeah. even separate from themselves yeah and so i think that you know that, that's that's a big part of the of the of the process of you know psychological growing is is perceiving yourself as separate yeah, from your the body other. yeah Anyway. And then there's theory of mind where I have my mind and somebody else has yes. their mind and they are perceiving their own world. That's like the next step. Right. Yeah. And all of that, you, you kind of go backwards with, with I think. With LSD. It, it takes you back to that I very actually, early, early sense of, of that sort of pre-notion of what it is, what what is it that you're... All your senses are taking in. It makes you infantile. I, I, I honestly think that we are born and we're like in a blissful state and we're actually actualized. And then we start to get stimulus and we become human beings. And then to kind of go back and get enlightened, we're undo all oh, the shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, to get sort of back yeah. to where we were. You yeah, know? but it was terrible. I don't know. I mean, it, it that happened, but I wasn't in a very safe or guided you know, way there, and so it wasn't a good experience. <laughs> it wasn't a good experience. I remember being afraid of you, Dave. Like when? afterwards, after that terrible um, New Year's trip, a few days later, we were somewhere, and we were going. Oh, we were. You were like living up. It doesn't matter. And we were going down up to a basement, and it was we, the light was broken or something. And you told me to go first because you were trying to find the light switch, and then the door closed. And I had this panic, and I turned around, and you you got they had this terrible, sad look in your face because you you knew you're like you're afraid of me. You think I'm going to push you down the stairs? You're, I wonder where that was. Your mind. I remember. I wonder where that was. I don't remember when the. I remember the story, but I don't remember where it was. And it was true. I was I was afraid that he was going to physically hurt me. I mean, just because I was just I was paranoid. Yeah. This reminds me of something that's not drug drug related at all, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. This fucking, this thing you do with kids now is this elf on the shelf. Yeah, I don't even get all those memes about it. And it's sound like, confused. okay, I don't know what that is. People who aren't Jewish with children, <coughs> you know, Santa brings presents. Yeah. And before Santa brings presents, the elf on the shelf shows up in the house. Okay. And, the, and for, it's way too long, for 25 days, every night, what? you set up the elf on the shelf someplace and then the kid believes that the elf on the shelf is... Um, oh, collecting the presents or whatever. No, the no. kid believes that the elf on the shelf is um, 
Santa's errand person, and the kid has to tell the elf what they want so that the elf will go tell Santa. And the kid has to believe that the elf is magical, and the only rule is that you can't touch the elf. Yeah. Okay. And when Nora was three, it was like, she was three, you know, big deal. When she's four, she's four. When she's five, she's five. Now she's seven, and we still do this elf on the shelf, and like, (coughs) she's getting scared of things. Okay, like, she'll, she'll walk into the room and she'll say, Daddy, that wasn't there. Like, she'll point to some toy. Yeah. And I'll be like, yes, it was. And, and she's convinced that... The that, elf on the shelf is moving? No, no, because the elf on the shelf is magic. Yeah. And like, and, like, everyone wants to teach their kid this fucking thing. Just the idea that magic is real. Yes, and they, they keep their innocence. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, it's... And I grew up in a Jewish home where Santa didn't exist and all this shit was bullshit and fuck it. And I, and me and, you know, me and Linda weren't together when Nora was little and I had a problem with Santa and Linda was like, don't fuck up Santa. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I was like, okay, you know, I, I could imagine, like, I don't want to fuck up Santa. Okay. And now you got Elf on the Shelf. And then she's like, and we're going to do this Elf on the Shelf. And I was like, I was like, I'm not doing it. And then finally I started doing it. But now she's older. And first of all, Linda goes to bed with Nora. So she leaves the fucking Elf on the table. And, the, and we name the Elf Honey. Yeah. And she writes, do Honey. So I have to come up with some creative thing to do with the fucking elf. <laughs> well, like, we move him somewhere? No, you have to set up these fucking elf-on-the-shelf scenarios. Oh, I never knew. Yes, because she goes to bed, so I have to have the elf, like, playing cards with her other stuffed animals. And oh, the elf God. is, like, mountain climbing. And that's all fun. You know, it's annoying, but it's fun. It doesn't matter. What's not fun is that Nora's having these, like paranoid episodes now and I think it's all because she believes that elf exists and can do things (laughs) but Uh, I mean we all screw up our kids that's so funny I didn't know what that elf in the show I've seen the memes where they're like bear in a chair and boo in a canoe and stuff Um, so Jimmy backstory um, you've listened to a lot of Dopey what do you think I think you guys are doing a a great service okay wait now let me ask you a different question if you didn't know Dave, and you stumbled upon it, and let's say you were somehow forced to listen to a few episodes, would you think it was any good? Yeah, because you guys have a good, I mean, I don't know, everybody says this, you have a good dynamic. Oh. We got a review tonight that said, I interrupt too much and I ruin the whole show. Okay, whatever. But I mean, Which was good for me, because I've been bashed a lot. People say that all the time. That's, I think Todd's high on heroin, by the way. That's what I'm distracted <laughs> with. No, I'm so tired, man. He's high How on about heroin. Todd, Todd, didn't you get mad at me because... I said you were on fentanyl, but you were just on heroin. <laughs> when you passed out in no, the no, description, the description said I overdosed on fentanyl. But you didn't. You just overdosed on heroin. No, I was on fentanyl. Oh, I so you, oh, you were just overdosed. upset. You, you fell asleep. You in the passed aisle. out in the CVS. That's not overdosing wait, on wait, fentanyl. I just, you know, we have a dopey story. I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember you took me uptown to get drugs, and you? Todd, you drove. D- Dave took me up. I, this is the thing I would normally do, but Todd, you drove us uptown, and do you, do you and you went right through this red light. Do you remember this? No. You, neither of you remember this. We were probably buying weed in Washington Heights. Yes, that's oh, exactly what was happening. But I, I, we were driving in my. I had a, my my car down. Yeah, it was your car. It was Juanita. Oh, it was your car, yeah. and we we were driving. It was the first first and only time I went up there, and uh, and. 
and I just, I just remember this one moment of, of heading, you know, like, he's going to stop, right? He's going to slow down, at least. And then you just went, like, right through this red light, and all these cars started honking and stopping. I and don't even and you started screaming at Todd, like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I didn't see it! I didn't see the red light! I didn't know it was there! What do you want me to do? I was excited to get that bud. And you were so scared. Jim was so scared. I, I was just like, I shouldn't well, we be got here. Up, this is not <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? We listen every week up there. You kept getting busted with a roll when you and our you and Aurora together. You kept getting arrested. So you, whenever I came down to get bugged, you're like, "We gotta be really careful. You gotta hide. You gotta crouch down in the back seat with your tam on, and you're gonna see this white hippie with their pants right over." So I was. He made you hide. <laughs> you had to hide. He was like a fucking was ridiculous so, hippie. Was he was like giving you stuff to wear. He was wearing a red, green, and gold yeah. fucking Rasta hat. Was so it didn't have the dreadlocks though. Right. With the fake dreads, <laughs> yeah, Listen, it's twelve o'clock. We have to call uh, Amanda Lauren. Okay. Well, this was fun. Yeah, you guys gotta go. Yeah. Amanda Lauren. I, I got, I got, I got other other stories for another time. What do you got? Now, quickly. Come no, on. no, no, it's alright. No, no, please. It's more serious. Okay, yeah, it's a serious story. Who cares? We'll, we'll put her off for a couple months. Um, I just remember, just as a, in answer to your question, yes. Yeah. It's hard for me to separate knowing Dave because so much of this show is like I, I hearing from the beginning to now. Yeah, I hear you guys like are more and more confident in your own recovery than when we started the than show. Than when you started the yeah, show, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I had like two <laughs> months when we started. <laughs> no, no, you can. Yeah. There's a real big difference. That's yeah, cool. not, not just confident in the show itself. Yeah, and and with each other and the format and everything. Yeah, but in your lives and I think that's what is like driving the show and driving the interest is that people are seeing that and it's 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 you know wonderful to hear but it, it, for me personally I mean I, I lost this guy for 10 years you yeah. know and I really had to fit like give up I mean I, you know that sad show with, with his with his father you had <laughs> I mean I had to think you know odds are he's gonna lost. die yeah you know there was a point where I just you know every time I talked to him he needed money or when you were on what you call it uh, methadone, methadone it, like yeah. he wasn't there, you know you you know it's just his eyes would be all messed up. And then when you when you got clean, but you were still smoking weed, that was you know you still weren't really there. And then, so we always thought a relapse would be good for the show. No. So you're saying no? What do you think of that, though, man? What no, he just said. He just said you're, he just said he wrote you off. Time. He wrote you off, man. He, 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 he thought you were done. It's not true. <laughs> you stick no, a I fork did. in I, you. I, 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 I had to. I had to. Yeah. I know, but this show like gives. I mean, part of the reason I enjoy listening to it is because I know just the tone of it. I can hear that. Yeah. It's like further and further in your past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's soothing to me as, you know, someone who knows this guy and wants him to stick around. I, even from just doing it with you, I even, like, two years ago, I would tell stories, and I get more, I still get excited, I, I like war stories, but I get, like, less excited about it, and I can't remember them as well. I don't remember you know? anything. Well, that's the- <laughs> yeah, that, well, I mean, that was Testament tonight. It was funny watching you guys trying to figure everything out. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> One of three, whenever the story, yeah. like, well, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's, like, as you guys get further and further, sort of above it or away from it, yeah, it's like it seems like maybe it's, it makes it easier for you to help other people 
sort of you know at least reach towards that too. I, I just it sounds yeah. like this, your, both of your desire to have more and more recovery in the show. Yeah, is is not due to guilt, but just to your. It's own... It's happened organically. Yeah, it's just yeah. where you it's are. It's almost impossible to keep. I mean, like the only way we can keep coming with drug stories is for other people to bring them, because yeah. like we don't have them. I literally don't remember. I mean, like I don't remember anything. Like and it's I really don't. <laughs> I believe the seizures. Yeah, I had so many seizures that like I think burned out a lot of the the memories. Yeah, but um, but I also think it's way more interesting to me. And it always, I mean, I I always knew that the show was about the sexiness of scary drug stories and how like how everybody knows people they get so fucked up and yeah. do these crazy things. But then once once we were doing that, it. The thing that always was appealing to me about the show is like the guy that used to do those things. How does he deal with life? Yeah, like 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 what and what are these things that he used to do these crazy things and now he's not yeah. and like how does he live with that? And yeah. it's like I think that absurdity of that change is what I love about the show and what I think is funny about the show. And it's like and it's fucked up because most of the people who listen. Don't think that <laughs> they like they want like the dopey. The well, we is have that, one right true? here. I, we always, th- I, I, I think, think that. I true. always think that. But it's funny where people like it's all <coughs> sorts of stuff. Like somebody liked Annie recently. People like it when we talk about methadone and Suboxone. People like like random stuff that we don't. Everyone think. likes something else. Everybody likes something. Else. Everyone likes something that they can relate to. Right. Yes. I always think that what they want is just high octane dopey stories, but like it's seeming like that's I not. I don't think that's true. Not I, just I, it. I, yeah. I, I, well, I'm, the kids want that. The kids want that. The kids like the kids who are we getting. We try on. to do like at least ten minutes of that at least. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean? war stories are always popular. I mean, you go any rehab, and I mean that's what everyone's talking right, about right. when you right. get you know. Rehab. It's like it, it's almost like getting high in rehab, and you. I think that's all you have left. Yeah. <laughs> to reminisce about the sh- stupid shit you used to do, stupid fun shit you used to do, yeah. or whatever, before it became not that much fun anymore. Yeah, totally. You know? But we have to call this woman. All right, all right. <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks all for coming right. on. No, you can all stick her. Right. No, I get the hell out of here. No way. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's not. You're, are you leaving, leaving? No, just going to leave alone. How long are you going to phone call? As long as it has to be. Oh, God. I'm going to fall asleep. After that, and, and then you're just going to say, I'm tired, let's go. Yeah, probably. Should I pause it for a second? Yeah. Let me pause it. Okay, Dopey Nation, we just paused for a second. Uh, Todd left. Jim's still here, but we got to make a phone call real quickly. This is to... Um, uh, Amanda Lauren. Amanda Cass. Lauren, yes. Who has her own podcast. Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. Is the name of her podcast? Yes. Okay. Amanda? Hey. Amanda. Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm all right. How are you? We're good. Uh, I'm here, Dave, and with Chris. Say hello. Hi. Hey, hey Amanda. It's nice to hear your voice. I, I, I know. I've spoken to Dave like a few times, and now I'm like hearing your voice other than on the podcast. Are we recording? We're recording. We're, we're recording right now, and we did have one communique, which was um, while I was pissing in the middle of the night. I emailed her. I know. I saw. Oh, that was that was the funniest email. <laughs> what was what did you say? She emailed us at like 2 a.m., and it was like 2.02, and I had just like, and she's like, does Chris even see these? Which I was seeing the emails, and <laughs> I, I responded, and I was like, you happen to catch me while I'm pissing in the middle of the night. 
And Amanda does a podcast called Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About, which, why don't you tell the Dopey Nation about that? So, actually, I think we've had had some of the same guests. So, we've had Alexis, and we've had, um, did you guys record with Amy yet? Am I totally ruining your editing No, we did. We did. No, we did. We had Amy on last episode, episode, and she's going to come back on because we had to cut it short. Um, So, she's going to come back for part two. She's amazing. She said I, nice like, things I about you too. Like I, I'm, I'm so happy she did. Um, no, I think she's incredible. I don't see her often enough. Um, but so we really, so my uh, co-host Allie and I, who was on stripped on Bravo um, a few weeks ago, I guess in December. Uh, we, it's literally things we're too lazy to blog about. Um, so sometimes it's fashion, sometimes it's beauty, we interview celebrities, um, or really any, it's really lifestyle, it's like, it's technically a fashion and beauty podcast, but it's only because iTunes with their categories doesn't have lifestyle. Got it. Basically, Dopey is just things we're too lazy to blog about, because we have a blog on our website, and we, we don't use it. We, have, <laughs> we did three posts when we started it, and now we haven't looked at it since. <laughs> much work like that's what it's like (laughs) blogging is so much work and then when we started this podcast we're like well we really just want to have a dialogue and then i we realized how much more work a podcast is than blogging you think so i mean it's like with blogging because i blogged for about six months i think and with blogging you just have to crank out little pieces with the podcast, you just have to figure out how you're going to do well, it. Well, the beauty of Dopey, um, Amanda, is just that like it's basically just recorded conversations that Dave and I would have on the phone, anyways, more or less. You know, and then with a little direction. You know. No, I think I listened to all or most of the episodes. Um, wow. So I'm, I like, I, yeah, but like I'm a blogger, I'm a freelance writer. I, I mean, I do other things in the entertainment industry, but like I work from home. So, like, well, I listen to an insane amount of podcasts, but that's just because I need background noise. It's not my dog. Yeah. Well, I think that I think we got to. I want to cut to the chase here. Amanda has her own dopey past, and I told her if she was <laughs> if she was uh, getting involved. Because you know about this dry January, sober January. I do. I do. There's all these articles on like uh, someone today that's like, does not drinking for a month like actually help or something? This is for like normies in quotes. I think a lot of people start with dry January who might have an issue anyways. Well, before but- I even say anything. I th- I'm fairly certain Todd was relapsing on heroin on, on this episode. Why do you but think that? He was nodding out during the show. He was fucking... T- you see me? He's like fucking fading out over yeah. here. He's like, I'm tired. You believe everything he said that before he was like, I'm sick. You were like, oh, what's wrong? It's like he's on fucking heroin. That's I take a client-centered approach. Oh, my God. But I told Amanda yeah. that if she wanted to come on, she had to come on during sober January or dry, whatever it's called, yeah. so that she'd be... Well, it's a dryish January. It's dryish January because um, I'm not smoking weed, which is something I normally do a lot of. And I like my birthday is on Thursday, which is so relevant to the date to this podcast. But um, my birthday and my anniversary are also this month, so like I'm gonna drink on those nights. Cause yeah. So you're gonna I'm blow this whole thing. <laughs> I probably look like I could smoke weed after this. Like who the fuck knows. So, I yeah. probably won't, but who knows? Well, you do your thing. But, um... I know, I'm, I'm trying... 
like, I mean, honestly, it's kind of been a nightmare. So I'm trying to be on, like, my best behavior. But I'm trying to not stress out about it. Hmm. What's been a nightmare? Oh, my God. I didn't think, like, weed was physically addictive or that I smoked a lot until, like, a few weeks ago. And I'm like, wow, I'm smoking a lot of weed. And I went to go. I live in Los Angeles. And I went to go visit my mom in New York. And I brought my vape through the airport. And I was like... I, and I've never really brought anything that wasn't, like, a prescription through through an airport. I'm like, oh, no. I cannot go to New York for four days and not have, like, my vape with me. Is so, a, this is a weed vape. A THC vape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a right. weed vape. Um, like, actual smoking weed, like, the pla- I mean, I, that's, like, a lot of work and the smell. So, we, you know, it's legal here, so we vape. Um, but my mom is like, how much are you smoking? And I'm like... I don't know. And then I realized, I think I've been smoking every day for, or close to it for several months and just not realized, which mm. is something I should not do. So I, which is, I'll sort of explain to you when, uh, why, when I tell you this story, why I should probably not smoke weed every day. Okay. Well, you'll get some perspective from Soberist January, which sounds like you're already starting to get. But let's hear the story. It's Soberist, I-S-T. But for her, it's Soberish. No, oh, no, ish. dryish. Dry, dry-ish. Oh, dryish, I mean. <laughs> dryish, dryish. No, and I, I should actually say that Jason sent me some of the most, like, profound, insightful emails, and I think you should actually blog again. Yeah, maybe I should, right? Like, do something with that email. Like, like don't don't say that I wrote that. But, like, that, that's, like I think I read that email, like, a bunch of times because it was so profound. And I, like, read it and kind of wanted to vomit it was so profound. Wow. I wrote a very good email. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's good. I, I, we should publish it on And Dave doesn't write anything, usually. So it's, that's, it's rare. It's props to you, Amanda. Yeah, it's rare. You, you, got, something, you got something out of me. That's good. <laughs> All right, so what's the story you no, wanted to was, say? Okay, so I don't know if this is, it's okay. like, I was thinking, I'm like, is it, first of all, I made notes, like, an, a fucking adult, and I don't know if this is dopey enough, or if it's insanely dopey, I'm a very bad judge of what, of anything, or what works on a podcast, but... We'll be the judges. Sort of, okay, so I, I've actually talked about this a little bit on my podcast, and I always say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it, I'll tell the whole story, and I never do, so this is good, so I can refer people to this podcast, when this comes up. So, basically, I've done drugs my whole life, and I've never had a dealer because I learned how to doctor shop when I was eight years old. Yeah. Okay. So... Getting Adderall and stuff. What? Getting, like, Adderall or something, basically. All of them. When you were eight? Literally. Yep. Every single stimulant. Yeah. Like... Anything you would prescribe for ADD, I have been able to get. And then, like, at other points in my life, I mean, but then, like, you know, you apply those skills for, like, the good drugs. But let's be realistic. As an eight-year-old, you're not really doctor Her parents are taking her to doctors, and she's learning the lingo and probably what... To get what she likes. How she gets it, yeah. To get what she likes. Well, what happened... Yeah, I mean, what happened was this, so... I, I don't know. Wait, I, I assume Chris has taken shit tons of Adderall. 
Yeah, I've been on Adderall, Adderall XR, Vivance, Ritalin, Concerta, Provigil, Wellbutrin, um, literally every single thing. The only thing I wasn't on was Disoxin, which is methamphetamine. Now, literally every single stimulant, Dexedrine, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I. What do you want a fucking metal, man? I do. Give I me want a break. Metal. A speed metal. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. I take speed. <laughs> anyway, continue. <It's, laughs> um, okay, so I remember like the first time I went to this, and like I, I just want to say that like my parents had such good intentions, but like boy, did this thing get so insanely fucked up from, like, the moment it started. So I remember this doctor who was, like, a creepy old guy who still overprescribes medicine because I looked it up and has made thousands and thousands of dollars, by the way, from drug company kickbacks. He's like, oh, this is like taking an Advil for, like, a headache. What? So I was like, oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's a little weird way to phrase taking a controlled substance for a mental illness <laughs> it's not really an ad well that's one of the biggest reasons that we're in the situation we are period yeah yeah bad prescriptions doctors who don't know what they're doing who don't understand addiction and, or worse or worse sometimes or worse meaning that they well, are intentionally prescribing stuff stringing people out to make money yeah, on them. yeah. yeah. and like i do think there are like i've had literally maybe just one psychiatrist ever that had good intentions and I've seen tons of them Um, and I think there are good ones but like it's really um, you know it's like really funny like when I hear about like with you guys with heroin and like the opioid crisis I'm like I I totally get it because these doctors are just they're not they're just they you know especially like I'm I'm from New York and I'm I'm from you know the, the Upper East Side and these doctors just see like cha-ching. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just uh, they just arrested a doctor in the Upper East Side who was prescribing. He prescribed in the past seven years a million pills of oxycodone. His average pres- what? Yeah, he was average prescription was like two hundred. He was doing like two hundred and forty. Dilaudens a month or something. He, just Google it. Google Upper East Side doctor arrested and it'll come up it was in the new york post a few months ago that's nuts insane so keep that's, going sorry keep I mean, going though i i would love 240 to lot that's what it sounds like but yeah uh, and this is i was gonna say and this is why i don't discuss this on my podcast because we have a publicist who gets mad at me every single time i make drug references so i can't do it on my podcast anymore she's gonna be really angry yeah. um so I would get, I had no idea. So, like, I'm eight years old. I have no idea what, like, physical addiction is. And very quickly, I started to get so sick. Like, the, se- like the second the pill would, like, wear off, I would get, like, headaches. I would feel dizzy. I would, like, I would literally feel like I was going to die. You would what? And I literally felt like I was going to die. And I... Eight years old. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. That was the beginning. Like, the beginning. The beginning is the beginnings. <laughs> like this is no, but it's 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 so funny because like in retrospect, I'm like this whole thing is even is even more insane. Um, so then when I was in, I think it was tenth grade, a friend of mine taught me that you could you know snort Ritalin, that you could you know blow lines of it. Yeah, which was like there's. 
which I don't, I don't know how I didn't figure out how to do that earlier on my own. Yeah. So you started blowing it in high school? <laughs> well, I started blowing it in high school, and I would, so I would, because I would get these fucking awful headaches, I would blow it, I'd take a little bit off the next pill, and then, so I'd like, I don't know, blow a few lines, and I'd take the rest. That way, there was not, like, that moment where, like, I'm waiting for it to kick in. Like, I spent, like, probably the equivalent of months in my life waiting for fucking pills I swallowed to kick in, and it's literally the worst. You know what I, uh, what I used to do was, we called them mountain climbers, is that when I was in college, um, I had prescriptions for Adder- regular Adderall and Adderall XR, is I'd mm-hmm. set my alarm for, let's say I had to be up at like 9 a.m., I'd set it mm-hmm. for 7 a.m., and I'd take a 20 milligram regular release and a 30 milligram extended release, and then just go back to bed. And then like an hour and a half later, you just zing, your eyes just pop right out of bed. That, that gets rid of the waiting component. That's, I'm surprised. I feel like I might have done that, but honestly, <laughs> my memory is so, it's so fucked up. <laughs> like, I, it's, like, there are things I feel like I should remember, and I honestly have no clue. Yeah. Um, and so, by college, first, like, by college, like, it was really bad with the snorting because I would, like, get nosebleeds. And, like, it would be blue or yellow or orange or, like, whatever I was taking at the time because I literally went through every single one. Because my top, like, I'm really, I'm a tiny person. I'm probably, like, 100 pounds. And I was, like, even smaller back then. I was probably, like, 90 pounds when I graduated from high school. Like, I just, my tolerance was so, so, so high. I'd have to switch off every few months. And they were, like, and these doctors were, like, so, you know, prescription happy. It wasn't a big deal. But by the time I was, like, a junior, it was really, I like, I had been on, I think in all of college, I had been on antibiotics 25 times in four years for sinus infections from basically blowing speed. Yeah, the problem with those pills are they're, like, so if you blow a 20-milligram Adderall, you're blowing two to three hundred milligrams, however big the pill is, for twenty milligrams of amphetamine. So you're blowing one hundred and eighty or two hundred and eighty milligrams of filler, and it's just a bunch of other crap they put in the pill to make the pill larger. But there's only actually twenty milligrams of amphetamine, so you're snorting all this other bullshit constantly. So just massive quantities of powder going up your nose. You probably have some serious sludge in your lungs. <laughs> some some already laying lung yeah, sludge. Some sort of sludge is probably going on. <laughs> It, I, you know what? I very well. I mean, I haven't sorted a pill in like years. I honestly don't even remember the last time I. I'm gonna say, I don't know, six years ago. So I was so sick from sinus infections. It wasn't even like a regular thing. I would just puke. Oh. I would sit there in my college dorm, and I was at, and I transferred schools, and I was like really bored out of my fucking mind by like senior year of college because I had been going out in New York City like clubbing I started when I was like 11 I mean it was underage nights when I was 11 but then when I was like you know 14, 15 I was out like three nights a week what are you Drew Barrymore what are you what's going on (laughs) how many 11 year olds are there in clubs (laughs) were you getting bottle service when I was 11 (laughs) well 
No, but I, but when I was like 14, 15, yeah, I mean, like we knew promoters and we would get, my friends and I would get walked in and there was bottle service. You know, I would drink uh, Old English in an alley and go buy crack in Roxbury. I mean, that was... I would play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> up at Jim's house. <laughs> okay, so continue. You're, uh, you're, but you're... no, but that doesn't, let me tell you though, that doesn't like help you enjoy the rest of it. Like, it's really fun in high school, but then everything else is so downhill from there that like... Everything seems lame. Like frat parties are lame. Like like everything kind of sucks. I think um, if you were exposed to the New York nightlife at a young age, going off to college and going to bars and stuff has less of a pull. I, I could it's see that. It's anticlimactic. I could see that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a different kind of party, right, Amanda? Where did you go to school? <laughs> are you allowed I to say? To, technically, yeah, yeah. I went to three colleges. So I went to school in London uh, through Skidmore, and then I transferred out of Skidmore, and I graduated from Bucknell. Okay. Well, it's a different kind of – it's a different scene than the New York scene, that's for sure. And there are things about, like, college scenes that are so different than New York City that it's almost, like, exciting in its own different way. You're like, holy shit, I'm actually American. Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing what the American people do as opposed yeah. to, like, I'm a New Yorker thing. Yeah. You know? It's, like, it's really hard when you're, I mean, like, I sound like such an arrogant asshole, but, like, when people are playing beer pong and you're, like, you know, like, and in the summers, like, you go to, like, the best clubs in New York and you have bottle service and, you know, people are giving you, like, you know, champagne and, like, goose and Whatever. Everything is kind of lame from there. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean. I've never I mean? played beer pong and I've never had bottle service, <laughs> neither. I've never done either. You've never played beer pong? I've never played beer pong and I've never had Did bottle you know, service. I, I played beer pong. On New Year's. No, no, no on, on, uh, on um, fucking Halloween. I just didn't drink. I used to play methadone pong in California. (laughs) (laughs) You only come for full of methadone. (laughs) I wonder if anyone's ever done something like that. I don't know. There's not many drug games. All right, sorry, we keep cutting you off. So you're no, 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 no. This is hilarious. Um, so I had fucked up my nose so badly, I had to sign a surgery after college, like right after college. I think, like maybe. Like a year or two, yeah. Um, which is which is great. No one ever asked me, and like insurance paid for the whole thing. Like again, like doctors. I even think I, I think I told the doctor. This is I don't think I've ever told anyone. This. Um, I wanted Demerol as my um, anesthesia because I heard it was really good. <laughs> That's funny. Which. It was so good. I puked up. I remember coming home from the surgery and puking up blood all over my mom's floor. And still feeling good. I don't... You know what? I probably... When I used um, to get high and throw up and I was high, great. I loved oh, throwing yeah. up. Just, you know, I walked down the street, turn, and projectile yeah, I would keep love, going. I, would, <laughs> I literally loved that shit. I would like, be driving. I'd open the door and be like, blah. Whatever, dude. Keep it moving. I, 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 I mean... I would get to places where I would I would stick my fingers down my throat just for the joy of vomiting. I never did that. I, for the joy of <laughs> That's vomiting. That's called bulimia. Please. Give me a break. <laughs> bulimia. What was I going to say? 
Amanda, let me let me ask you a very annoying question that you're going to really be upset that I'm asking you, okay? Okay. We're in driest January. We have your whole name on our show, and you're talking about, the, you know, the, the Demerol fucking the help. The Adderall. Stuff. All this yes. crazy drug stories. And that your publicist doesn't want you to tell drug stories. Meanwhile, you're going to be a Google searchable term on the greatest <laughs> drug podcast in the history of the world, telling stories, and you're not sober. <laughs> but, but like, I, I mean, I haven't had, look. I've, I've been sober since. Um, I mean, technically, I since January second. Like, I bet January second. January second. Yeah, what do we have? Four days. That's good. It's good. Something like that. It's yeah. great. Good. It's I great. mean, she doesn't suffer from the hopeless state of mind and body if she's not afflicted, as you would say, Mazel tov. More power to you. If I, she's fucking afflicted. I don't Did know you read her emails? She's afflicted. I didn't read her emails. Huh? I didn't read all the emails. You, you didn't read the emails? I, I sent them pretty intense. Well, I was like, um, the first, like, I don't know what it was, and I don't know if it was because I was, like, a little bit hungover, but I don't even really drink that much because uh, I'm a chicken LA and it has calories, so, like, I'm kind of like a rosé by the pool girl, um, but, <laughs> no, it's true, like, that's the other thing about LA that's very weird. People, I think, smoke more weed than drink. Because of vanity. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a different. But don't you no, get really hungry? Let me ask. You... Let me ask you a different question, Amanda. So, if you aren't putting this, this is the litmus test to understand if you're an alcoholic or an addict, or you might suffer from something on that spectrum. If you don't take a chemical, so if you don't put alcohol, if you don't smoke a weed pen, if you don't take a, a, a benzo or a stimulant, or no and you're beer. taking nothing. When you're sitting there alone by yourself or with other people and you don't have anything coursing through your blood, do you ever feel restless, irritable, and discontent? Do you have a baseline anxiety sort of that can only really go away with the sense of ease and comfort by putting something inside your body? If those, th- if that means anything to you and you can identify with that sort of stuff, then there's a chance you might suffer from... Uh, affliction. From the affliction, yes. The answer is I've never been totally off everything. So and sober January. So, so, so set, instead of driest January, make it a dry January. A dry January. Well, no, so I take, no, because I still take new vigil. But that's why I wanted to tell this story. And that's sort of why I wanted to say what happened to me, because I feel totally fucked by these doctors. And now I'm like an adult, and now it's like the year of getting my shit together. That's good. But... Uh, I mean, I do have my shit together. I just need to get my shit together a little bit more because I am married and my husband would like me to have a baby at some point. And I'm like, I can't take new vigil and be pregnant. So this was sort of the... (laughs) Chris, you know about that drug, new vigil? No, pro-vigil. It's what they give... uh, No, new vigil. Oh, new vigil. Oh, new vigil. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's armadophanol versus medophanol. Yeah, and it's bullshit. You can't really abuse it. It's a little bit... It's it's not... um, it's not on the same like level as methylphen as no, Adderall. Not at all. And if you try, I tried abusing it once. You want to kill yourself. They give it to like uh, airline pilots and shit who need to stay up. It's like a little better than coffee, but it's not like an amphetamine or a stimulant. Like it's as, much better than coffee. It's much better than coffee, but it's like nowhere near Ritalin or Adderall. 
No, no, no. And I've been taking that for years. Yeah. But the problem, I mean, like, I accidentally didn't take it. I have no idea how that happened. Um, I forgot to take it, like, a few weeks ago. The whole day I, like, was tired and wanted to kill someone. Yeah. Well, I think in order to make a judgment call, you really just need to get off of everything and maybe see also if you start to have cravings to be on things. You know, that's another thing. Well, that- I tra- so I went a year and a half. All I took was Wellbutrin, but that, like, doesn't count. No, right? that's not. That's fine. That's, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> it was so miserable. Worst year and a half of my life. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's something to look at there. So, I, so I'm so i sort of going, I don't know, so that was like part of this month, too, is sort of like evaluate, well, alcohol is not that big of a deal. Weed I, kind, weed I miss, and I never thought I would miss it. But. Be honest about the level of cravings that you're experiencing. Oh, it's not. I mean, today wasn't bad because I was so busy and I was dealing with my dog. Is One of my dogs is really injured right now. Um, and the housekeeper was here and there was like a lot of stuff going on. But, like, the first few days, I was, wait, like, I spoke to you on the phone and I was insane, right? Nah, not that insane. <laughs> I've heard worse. That was, well, I probably, like, held it back a little bit. <laughs> you, you were, you were, you were, it seemed to me like, um, you were very much focused on cravings and, uh, it was hard to imagine, actually, that you had them. And that, and that you were you were re- restless, irritable, discontent, and suffering serious craving, is what I what I noticed. Yes, but I definitely. Um, but we'll see what we'll see what happens. Also, like a day or two, like you know, I mean, isn't it normal to miss something for the first day or two? I think for the first week, many weeks, it's normal. I think it's it's what we talked about two podcasts ago. It's the obsession of the mind. So it's like once you have everything out of your system, okay, if we gave like your friend who's not an addict Demerol every day and then stopped it, they would crave it and want it. But once it was out of their system, they wouldn't obsess over it. But what it. about with weed that it takes 30 days to get out of your okay, system? Okay, so then in 30 days. Well, it's going to be Wait, not really dry February in 30 days. She's going to be stoner February. Yeah, weed's no, no, different no, it's, it's sort of. February. Yeah. What's that? We've, I've already, like, I've already titled it. It's going to be fucked up February. Um... So what's no. March going to be? Mo- moderation March? Maybe it'll Mucho be Marcho. <laughs> Mucho <laughs> Marcho? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, but it probably will not be that fucked up February because, like, this whole year is sort of like I've got to, like, be an adult, which sucks because I hate being an adult. How old are you, Amanda, if you don't mind me asking? I'm not, I'm not, oh, you guys don't edit. You guys are the worst. I'm not telling you. We don't edit Oh, my God. Hey, Amy threw it right out there. Amy's sober. (laughs) Amy's got her shit together. She's rigorously honest. She's rigorously honest (laughs) and she's got her shit together. Amy looks gorgeous. Have you, you guys have not seen her in real life? No. She's like... She looks like a fucking supermodel. She said she's recently blown some twenty-year-olds. No, it wasn't recent. It was was when she was active. (laughs) She said she could be blowing twenty-year-olds if she wanted. She could. Yeah. Oh, she could. Oh, she could be fucking with twenty-year-olds easily. Amanda, I I googled you before you came on the show. 
because um, oh, I, to- uh, I told well, not before you came out because I told my girlfriend I was supposed to go on something and something from people showed up about how you need to be hot for your husband and you right. caught a bunch of yeah. flack really yeah I read it to my girlfriend yeah. I read the title yeah, to my girlfriend people. being hot for your husband it, yeah, it said like that. blogger that's catches that's... heat for being hot for yeah, husband yeah, yeah. or that's something sort of my well no you know what's really funny about that article which is that like I wrote that like right after I got married, it is the truth. I I, I look like I was oh, in LA. I think like, it's I, I, I think it's the truth for a lot of ones. But be honest, Amanda, was it clickbait? Were you writing it to get the to get the surge, or you know, was it coming? Uh, was it authenticity? What do you? I don't even understand what you're talking about. What, she knows why, what I'm why, asking. So, no, I, but please, so great. But like, why wouldn't somebody want to be hot for their husband? Well, it's just saying that it's kind of People feminist ideals so call, are called into question with verbiage like that. So we put that out there the feminists are gonna get angry no but this is the thing i i am a feminist and i don't like i don't think there's anything i have to tell you the worst is like women who attack you for that and i don't think they're really feminist i think being a feminist is wanting equality and you know whatever a woman wants to do she wants to do but attacking another woman certainly isn't feminist well amanda i want to be hot for my girlfriend but the problem is i want to eat ben and jerry's more than i want to be hot for my girlfriend so but i understand the sentiment the sentiment is there it goes both ways i don't know why you get in trouble for saying that it's you know what it's no matter what i do i fucking get in trouble like like story story of my life like i could be wrong i could be right but like Inevitably, some something will come back to bite me in the ass, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Um, but have you tried Halo Top? I have. It's so fucking good. You gotta let it thaw out a little bit. It's but not that no, good. it's fucking pretty darn good. It's okay. No, it's pretty darn it's, good. It's, it's good. It's good. Considering I always get it. I always get it though, and then I end up adding all chocolate syrup and all this I other had shit. Peanut butter and <laughs> yeah. fucking cho- with, with peanut, peanut butter, butter not chocolate it. chips, and chocolate syrup. It's decent, <laughs> and it's like, it's like one, worse than regular ice cream. One pint of Halo Top is like. Just the top it's a fart, layer. It's like a fart in the wind, too. You finish it, and you're like, I can eat four more of these. It's the same size, but it's like... But there's something incredibly unnatural about it. It's like, got the texture of silk. <laughs> you're fucking eating that shit. It doesn't feel like ice cream. Like, yeah, but I support... I like it. There was a Halo Top store. Like, like a little ice cream parlor in... Um, in LA, it's only in LA. In New York, they don't have stuff like that. They, they have there's these. Uh, they have Pinkberry. They got Pinkberries. Every t- you can throw a rock in not it. Not anymore. Place. Not anymore. Sixteen candles. Candles. Good. You know what they have in New York is they have fancy ice cream places. And they, they don't have, have Halo and they top have um, the cu- uh, not cupcake but the um, marshmallow treat places. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Wait, you know what? Wait, Chris, you're in the Hamptons, right? Uh, I'm in the Hamptons this weekend. I gotta actually, we need to wrap up in like five or ten minutes because I gotta drive back. Best ice cream. Where? Best gelato. Go to San Ambrose. Where's that at? What? Where in the Hamptons? You know which one? I'm gonna say East or South. Okay, I'm in South, so it must be in East because I'm not sure. I haven't heard of it. Amanda, you know it's really good. If you mix up what? Cheerios, Bran Flakes, <laughs> fucking Frosted oh. Flakes into one cereal mixture, that's what my dad does. It's really, really good. Wait, so, Amanda, just... I don't eat cereal. Sorry. <laughs> Amanda, bad. so I actually need to head back to the Hamptons, so we have, like, five to ten minutes to wrap up. What direction do you want to take this for the next five to ten minutes? Um, wherever you guys want to take it. Um... <laughs> 
We want to challenge what the fuck? you. Wait, what the fuck? Are we going to talk, talk about, about your, on your podcast? podcast? Yeah. What? No. Okay. So you guys are going to come on. I want to talk. Well, I sort of want to talk about being vulnerable in like the public eye and on a podcast, and just sort of like what you what you put out there, what you choose not to put out there, and sort of like I think you guys really like you're just so completely open. Yeah. On on your podcast, we're not really. Like, though. You know, we're pretty. No, we actually talked about this before the last episode. There's one rule for Dopey, and the rule I can, we can't even say what the rule is on Dopey. But there's only one rule, and we'll tell you what it is off air. But we're not. We can't even say. I what think the we rule might have broken the, the rule on this episode. Wait, what, what, what's the rule? I'll tell you. We I'll can't tell you. Tell you. But there's only one rule for Dopey, and it's really not that limiting. <laughs> it's it's kind of very limiting because you never know how. The, that rule is very unpredictable. <laughs> it's a very unpredictable rule. Um, you guys are not, so, no, so I think it would be an interesting dialogue. I like what you're doing, and I'm like, and like Dave and I were, were Facebook messaging each other, and you're like, let's cross promote. And I was like thinking about how it could work, and then I'm like, you know what? It would. I think it would be really interesting for the four of us to to have a conversation. And on my podcast, like we want to know about what you do. We've also had like sober people on because, like, I was sober for ninety days at one point. I had like thirty days, then I went to like a wine tasting, then I had ninety days. Um, a wine tasting. A wine tasting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like a wine tasting one. I don't know. Whatever. No, I know what you're saying. I've never been to... I, I mean, I know what all this stuff is because of the nature because of, of my in, childhood. Because of sex in the city. Yeah, but my friends from high school, some of them do that sort of shit. You know what I mean? But, like... Amanda, you got to get your shit together here. <laughs> fucking wine tasting ruins your fucking run of sobriety. Like... I... you gotta, you got to bear down a little bit here. See if you can't open up Rocket to the Fourth Dimension. Or just try smoking crack and shooting dope. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you should do what Amy did and just hit your neck. Speedball your neck and see what happens. Yeah, make a killer blog post. Literally. Oh, my God. You know what? It's, again, like, it's my, it's my thing that we're too lazy to blog on. I'm, I'm lazy. Like, I I would not, like, go to, I wouldn't even know. That's not true. I'm pretty sure I could figure out where to get drugs in LA at LA. But just go to Skid Row, so Fifth and Broadway, Seventh and San Julian, Spring, <laughs> Spring and Seven. You can just, you can just, like, you can just literally make an appointment at any urgent care, any doctor, and just bullshit your way into anything you want. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, uh, Amanda, I do want to say we can talk about this on your show. Is that I did have someone once tell me. In Williamsburg, that anti-fashion was my fashion. <laughs> yeah. That's bullshit. What are you even talking about? Uh, he, he's wearing a little Puma sweatsuit. My mom got this for me. I ordered this off of Amazon. My ex-girlfriend got these. My mom bought these for Christmas for me. It's, Everything I wear is mostly from an ex-girlfriend, a girlfriend, or my mom. It is anti-fashion. It's true. Yeah. You, but you, you know that that's wait. And like Dave, you you design T-shirts or something. So like, you know, that's the fashion of more Ali's thing because she's active stylist. But what what I wanted to say with this. Wait, like, are you referring to the Oyve brand of clothing and sportswear? That's David's yeah, well, baby. Whatever, whatever it was, <laughs> I think you said you had a T-shirt brand, and I like looked it up. That's David's baby. Yeah, well, I'm surprised Oyve didn't make it off the ground. 
We're waiting for it a fellow like, here. Very like it looks like you just like jacked supreme. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> part. That's, that's, part that was, of, that's part of the puzzle. That's, that's part it's because it. you say supreme and I say oy vey. Amanda, Dave. Besides the t-shirt business, Dave is also in the cookie business. If you didn't know, he has his own cookie. You have cookies? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a two-sided black and white called the Othello cookie, which means it's black and white in every bite. You understand? So that one side yeah. is black, and, and then we have the white-on-white white cookie, which is all of the privilege and none of the guilt, and then the black-on-black the black black cookie, which is so delicious, it could be a crime. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> But they were they weren't they, we're still dealing with the beta testing of these cookies and we haven't gotten the taste to be just right but I'm telling you when we actually fucking get these things off the ground they will be the best thing that happened to cookies since milk <laughs> You should sell them to Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's actually is very good black and white cookies. When the Othello gets right, you'll see it there. Dave prefers to stock 30 of them in his place of work and sell out in three hours and then do another run six months later. Well, the problem was that our baker was this Dominican girl who also baked edibles. And so the cookies just tasted like bud, but they didn't get you high. It was like the worst of all worlds. Wait, I got to... We got to... Okay, so we... Edibles taste disgusting. What? They're so bad. Like, edibles are really... The joke is, like, I have, like, a ton in my freezer right now, and I have no idea how they got there. But, like, they really don't taste good. You should and they make you hallucinate. Give your or drugs away. I want you to get 90 days clean, rock it into the fourth dimension, and you can call back then. Or speedball in your neck. One yeah. Or the speedball other. in your neck or, or, or <laughs> for fucking 90 days. Yeah. You be the judge. It's- sort of like describes my life very well. I'm a very extreme person. Um, um, Amanda, we got to wrap it up just because I got to head back to Southampton. I'll let you guys run. Um, But thank thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Was that, was that story okay? I feel like I'm, like, the least cool person to ever come on this podcast. Not at all. It was great. It was great. The whole thing was great. <laughs> you're in a long... How long is this episode? An hour and 32 minutes. Yeah, you're right in, the, in the the top 1% of length of dopies. Because we had a couple people on for 40 minutes before you came on, so... We did 40 and 40. Yeah. How are you guys still awake? Well, I mean, I guess it's not really... I mean, it's like one. I guess it's not that. Well, we're sober, so, I mean, that's how we roll. And I worked (laughs) for 12 hours today, and I have to be at work at 9 in the morning tomorrow. And I shoveled snow today. Are you serious? Yeah. Christ. Oh, my gosh. Go, go. Go to bed. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, And I'll talk to you Monday, 1 o'clock your time. All right. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for having me on. Good night. Good night. All right, Dopey Nation. Um, it's been a hell of a ride. Hell More of a ride. emails and voicemails to come. I'm sorry, the last two episodes we didn't do any of that stuff. We had weird, weird, weird new dopey terrain. With I loved it. I thought the last few other episodes were great. Well, we had like a lot a of glimpse people. into your childhood. We had a lot of people who are not sober on Dopey. Basically, we had a couple. Yeah. Well, quite a few. And Todd was literally on heroin during I don't COVID. know if he Dude, was I'm looking over, and he's fucking fading the fuck out. And you I think he went to your bathroom okay. and sniffed a bag? I think when he went downstairs, he copped dope. That's what I think. And he comes back up. We're sitting here with Jim. Jim's telling his story. I'm looking at Todd. Todd's like this. <laughs> and, and I'm looking at you. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm dredging my head. And, and Jim's like, Dave, 
did I lose you? And I'm just like, Todd's on fucking heroin on Toby. I don't know. And he's like, I'm just dying. I'm just dying. He came, he came here specifically not to do dope. Did you see when he left and then he didn't come back and then he comes back and he's nodding out? You fucking don't see the signs. All right, maybe, dude. Um, but uh, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Reddit, send us an email, send us a voice memo, well, less we're, than we're, five listen, minutes. We're in a spot. We're in a very interesting spot in the history of Dopey. We're about to overtake the share podcast and reviews, which means we have to set our sights on a new... No, no, no. We can't set our sights until we do... So listen, so at least ten of you, ten of you, ten of you... <laughs> Take it upon yourself to um, write a review and try not to put me down too much because I like to sleep at night. Mm. And um, give us t- ten reviews. Thank you, Dopey. Ten of you. Thank ten you. Ten of you. Thank you. Ten of you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, wait, Jim's still here. Jim, did Jim, you know so- that you fucking put the tea kettle on, walk out of the oh. fucking room while we're recording? <laughs> yes. Did you not notice that Todd was fucking nodding out over here? You're telling the story, you go, Dave, why aren't you paying attention? It's because I'm, like, fucking seeing d- dope, dope, the mm. heroin in the kitchen. I never know. I mean, he's out. <laughs> right. Where have you been? Even napping in the back? I was, I Did you hear any of the episode? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, say goodbye to the Dopey Nation. Goodbye, Dopey Nation. Is there anything you want to add? A little stay strong? I like what he finished with this episode. That was great. That was a good note. What? I just uh, you know all the sobriety stuff. And Who's sobriety and, stuff? Yeah, I forget it. Just, just, just the, the fact that I think that people like I think or I like the show, and it seems to be other people like the show because you feel the confidence you two, you two guys have. In your what about the bastards that bash me in the reviews? What do you think about that? I mean, it's part of show you business. Gotta, you, gotta, you love that <laughs> show. Yeah. You love the attention. Alright, we gotta wrap this up. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Say toodles. Don't say toodles. <laughs> you, <won't> say toodles. <laughs> you got everybody against me. Alright, Dave, what do you have to say? I wanna we gotta play that song. What song? That John thing. Oh, are we playing that now? Yeah, we're playing it now. Alright. You gotta send it to me too, because we'll layer it in. Right. Uh, stay strong, my brothers and sisters and, and Should we close out with the John song? We'll close out with the John song. Okay, okay. Oh, it's, it's Cormac show. has this great song. All right, we but we'll do. close out with the John song, and we're going to do that Quick, on Monday. Quick, what is your boy's thoughts? This is from Andrew Engelking. He lives in yeah. in, in Alaska, and he always posts okay, pictures of go. moose yeah, I gotta, on Twitter. I got to get out of he here. He says, what is, what is your boy's thought on becoming a pharmacist while in active recovery? Truthfully? In active recovery? <laughs> it's perfect for someone in Dopey Nation. I can spot junkies a mile away, and I know every drug on the market. My concern is temptation. However, I feel like my family is more important than jail. What does that even mean? Stay strong, my brother. <laughs> and thank you, thank you, Andrew, for, for tweeting at us. And there were 19 other tweets that we didn't see. It. All right. Well, we'll get to them on Monday. Yes. And toodles. We don't, we don't need to say that. Welcome to Dopey, podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. The show's dumb as fuck. dial. Keep it locked right here. You're now rocking out with Dave and Chris on Dopey, a podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit.